being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, hour number two. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it. Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder with us today. Zach Dowd from Novus Parker. Uh, Bill and installer Ricky. I should just say Bill and Ricky from <laughs> Car Springs. You guys both install, but Ricky came along as well, so we appreciate that very much. Before we take Randy, so Randy, hang tight. I did want to talk about, because Josh and I were even talking about this at the top of the hour break, and, hey, the guys from Novus are here. Maybe we should talk about this. And it, it is a great topic. And, folks, those of you that are driving... Uh, you know, more what I would say modern vehicles isn't even the right word because some of these things have been around now for 10 years plus. But uh, driving vehicles that have assistant driving features, that's the best way for me to say that, from yes. everything from blind spot monitoring to lane keep assist to all these different things that are there, there are little things that can happen even that could throw all of that off. Jump in, guys. What are they? Yeah, so we, we've had some issues with calibration. So um, if there's a fault, so an ATIS, ATIS is a basically advanced driver uh, assistance system. So right. that's going to cover parking sensors, uh, rear cameras, your lane departure warning. So the system works all together. So we have a fault code in one of those systems. Um, like Josh was talking about, he had a mirror that he replaced. And that also is considered it's part of that system because mm -hmm. it has the blind spot monitoring. Correct, even though it's a rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. So they all work together. So for us to you know do a recalibration in a windshield, we have to have the whole system working properly. Otherwise, it's not going to calibrate correctly. So those of you listening, you, you just you know somebody takes off a side mirror in a parking lot, and you now have to go replace that. Which by the way is very expensive depending upon the car. Some of the Hondas that have the actual rear view. Uh, video camera Cameras, yeah. in so when you turn the right turn signal on for or no let's see yeah right yep. turn signal on it turns the camera shows up on the middle screen yep, as you're going around the corner guys that's all part of what we're talking about here so you may not think you're you know you don't have to be driving a you know 150,000 dollars mercedes to have all this stuff in it there's some cars that are 20 30 grand that have these systems Absolutely, and I believe it's 2022 that these systems will be in every vehicle that is going to be produced for us they're going to be more standardized. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay, so it, folks, this is going to become more and more popular. It's also important that the car stays to factory specs so it can be properly calibrated as well. Otherwise, like a you're lot not going to get trucks, it calibrated, right? Right, if the truck is lifted or you have the tires sticking out, you Great know, point. 20 feet, it won't calibrate Great properly. Point. So yeah, Great point, Ricky. That's always keep your car factory. One of the first things we do in a calibration is check ride height. Right. right. Sitting level and all that. Right. To be able to calibrate it. Air right. pressure, yep. yep. Air pressure. Guys, a lot going on there. And again, Josh can do that up in Boulder. All of our Novus guys can do it as well. Yeah, so if you need a calibration and, and something like that, you know, just doing a windshield. We were going to talk about urethanes and some things along those lines, too, here in a little bit. There, there's a big difference, folks, when it comes to having a windshield put in, and it's part of why we teamed up with Novus. We'll, we'll talk to these guys about that in a minute as well, so don't go anywhere. If you had a question for them, be sure to call 303-477-5600. Question of the day, something you sold that you wish you had back. Randy in Detroit, what's going on? 
Hey, I wish I had back my 66 or 67 Firebird. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one to have that back. That nice. Be 67. Well, yeah, it was, I think it was first year, but what, the only thing I really didn't like was, I mean, that thing had more play than my 99 Jeep. I mean, it was like a school bus. It's true. That's just, I guess, the suspension of the day. True. You know, of that time, time error. Anyway, two-part question on the gas. The second one's more important. The first one, we went down into the teens last night, but one show they said it's between 0 and 11, depending on where you live. I had a quarter of a tank in the gas. Is that in that car? Is that like rule of thumb, a quarter of a tank's all right? Just don't go below that? Because I still went out in the cold as it was and put a little more gas in. Yeah, but you don't need to. No, no, you, you would have been fine with that. I mean, I'm one where if it gets that cold and we have storms and things going on, I don't want to be running around with just a quarter of a tank of gas for that sake, not because of anything to do with the vehicle itself. It's a bigger factor, Randy, in the summertime where we've got heat and the fuel pumps can get hot and things along those lines. Ah. That's where we want to keep above a quarter tank if possible. Just keep the the fuel pump nice and cool. And and even that has, and Josh could attest to this, even that's changed, Randy, from what it was. You know, 15, 20 years ago, that was pretty much a rule of thumb. In today's right. world, how, how important is that now, Josh? We've kind of switched those brushless DC pumps, too, so it's not as a, an important. Not as big of a deal, yeah, is it? Exactly. Right. And one of the reasons I asked was because it was in the car. A car's got a 12-and-a-half-gallon tank, so I'll take away the half. That's you know, Then that means a quarter is about three gallons. Right. But is that... Does that really not matter because it's a quarter of that? No, it, when everything you're re- talking to in relation to, no. It isn't going to make any difference when we do it. Again, I'm just one where if it's that cold or snowy or we've got weather or whatever, I, I just don't want to be that low on fuel, period. That's just me. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the other question, uh, we got the mid-range here, which is 89. Right. It starts at 87, 89, 91. Right. I think I, t- I talked to you before and you said, you know, you pr- you're probably not going to notice anything if I put it in. Okay, well, neither one of my vehicles are performance. I, I didn't think I was going to notice anything as far as that part of the story. The other side of the coin I wanted to ask you about is, will my car notice it? Because from what I heard, you know, the higher octane, you get a little bit more cleaner in it. You do. I use top tier gas. You do. No, you, you do. Th- th- that mid-level and even premium, yes, you're getting better ad packs with those uh, octane fuels as you are the you know regular low-grade fuel. Okay, so that, that extra eight cents or whatever, I mean, it's just to, to my car's benefit, you know. Yes, so if you if you want to you know if you want to do it and afford it, sure. Yeah, I, nothing wrong with it yeah. at all. Not gonna hurt anything, Randy. All right. Well, I'm gonna stay here, and as I told Larry, you know, just living the dream. Well, enjoy, <laughs> sir. Enjoy. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks, Randy. And Randy was in Castle Rock for years and went up to Detroit. And Randy, I appreciate you listening. I really do, and and thank you for that. All right. Lines are open. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Something you sold, you wish you had back, is the question of the day. Any other automotive question you've got for us, we'll answer. Let's talk, though, for a second, guys, when it comes to not just the calibration side, which we just kind of went through, and it's a big deal. A lot of technology on uh, new cars today, and I realize there's some that don't, but a lot do. A lot of new cars have a lot of technology, and some folks may not even realize that technology is there. The blind spot monitoring, of course, people almost anymore take it for granted. Uh, You know, For those of you that have not driven a car with it, by the way, it's it makes you lazy. It's great. I'll just I'll be the first to admit it. It really does. Because if you look over and the little indicators on, you're like, oh, well, I guess I better look now. I mean, it really does make you a lazy driver. But you know, does it help avoid crashes and things like that? I would think it does. Just like the backup camera systems, where folks that maybe are a little more uh, a parking uh, hindered, I guess maybe you could say <laughs> parking challenged. challenged. <laughs> uh, you know, the rearview cameras help that as much. You know, help out a, a lot as well. Let's talk, though, about the windshield side of the fence because, again, I, I realize there's a lot of people out there that are are 
price conscience. Not saying you shouldn't be. Everybody wants to have a deal and save money and not spend any more than you have to. But if there's one area that I don't think you want to save money on, and, and, and what I mean by save money is save money with lack of quality, that would be the windshield. And I don't think folks really realize that even, Zach, you said this earlier, the quality of the urethane even varies greatly. And talk about that for a minute. Yeah, you, I mean, obviously there's going to be multiple manufacturers of the adhesive that we're using, but there's also different times of when this uh, adhesive can actually cure. Um, so with, you know, with my location, we use a 30-minute cure time. Um, so that means once we adhere the windshield to the body of the vehicle, we have 30 minutes of wait time until that vehicle be safe to drive and roll over. So uh, any kind of accident that you were to get to, 30 minutes after that windshield's installed, depending on, you know, right. there is some humidity and sure. temperature things there. But where we live, we're pretty, I mean, it's obviously 30 minutes dry. pretty fast, actually. Yeah. Correct. So, so it means you got to be Johnny on the spot on getting that windshield in and set and handle because there's not much room for movement. Very, yep, correct. So we have everything set, ready to go, and the, we apply the adhesive, and then the windshield's in. So Unbelievable. Now, the reason I talk about the adhesive the, the urethane, if you would, is, and, and I know it maybe doesn't happen a lot, but it happens because I've seen it. There are some uh, folks out there, not going to name names, but they put in, you know, inexpensive windshields, and they can advertise a really inexpensive price, but that windshield isn't even glued in with urethane. How, how many windshields have you guys cut out where they weren't even installed with urethane over the years? I mean, Bill's been doing this for a little bit longer than I have, obviously, but... uh I, I mean, we don't have to cut them out. We just push them out. <laughs> <laughs> because they're in with silicone, not urethane, Silicone, right? or they haven't bothered to prime. Yeah. Yep. Or they didn't prime the urethane yep. correctly. Yep. So, guys, there's more to this than just finding somebody with a cheap glass price. Correct. That's what I'm getting it at, sure right? Is, yep. Yeah, because and, 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 again, this is a structural part of your vehicle now, and you know, even Josh can attest to that. I mean, all these vehicles now, I mean, they're made where – you know, the metal on, on even the A pillars, B pillars, the roof itself. I mean, they're relying now on the windshield itself to be a component of the structure of the car. No longer is it just sitting there. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've got that from race cars. So yes. You watch the Indy cars, how they just, you know, blow apart when they hit something. And that's what they're trying to do. Everything is structural and has a reason on these cars. Right. Question I've had, and I don't know I mean, if I've asked this from you guys in the past, then, you know, I'm going to ask it again just because most of the listeners probably didn't hear it, and I'll say it again. Because of the structural component that the windshield now is in the body of the car, when you get some of those chips that we don't repair quickly enough, which we'll talk about again through the show, but when you don't repair a chip you know, quickly enough because the windshield is a structural component, is it more likely to crack than ones that used to just be weather stripped in because of that stress that's on the windshield? Honestly, I mean, there's so many different factors that could, you know, cause it to crack out. But typically, when we see, so if you were to have a uh, a rock chip on this side of the windshield, right. where it's going to be, the adhesive really, is right behind right. there. So there's no flex, there's no give. Typically, when we see those get impacted along the edge or the bottom or the top edge of the windshield, those are almost instant, just crack out because of that that mm -hmm. the stress no that's there. Yep. God, and that's what I figure. I mean, common sense tells me if it's become a structural part of the body now, and there's a, a chip in an edge the chance of that cracking and running if you don't get it fixed relatively quickly is pretty high just because of where it's at. As that body starts to move a little bit, it's putting pressure on the windshield, right? Correct. Yep, because there's always going to be still a little bit of flex. Sure. Yeah, the yeah, everybody listening, the bodies move. 
they, they don't they don't stay exact do they is that right josh oh yeah I mean, they don't they don't exactly stay rigid i mean they can't i mean as much as they try to get them to stay rigid you hit a bump they're moving a little bit put a car in a lift and try and close the thank, doors thank you <laughs> yes there you go thanks josh exactly all right mike and uh, bailey is next mike welcome how are you how are you john good sir thanks for calling hey i got a quick question um the uh, old Ford 5.4 liter engine had an issue with spark plugs breaking yes. off in the head. Um, I'm getting ready to change my spark plugs in a uh, 6.2 liter 2016 Ford F250, all 16 of them. Is that going to be an issue I need to worry about with those plugs? I haven't had that issue with the 6.2. I, I think the later model ones, even on the 5.4s, Mike, are better than they used to be. Right, right. Okay, well... I shouldn't say I, I think will. they are. They are. I didn't say that correctly. The late model 5.4s are even better. Let me let me make a statement. It's not a, I think they are. No, they are better. The late model 5.4s, the, the farther down the line we got, the better they got at fixing that problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Make sure well, I say that correctly. I, I will uh, tackle it myself. You should be fine. Yeah. If you got time, i got a quick story. No, go right ahead. Me- mechanics and parts changers. Many years ago, my father had a uh, Pontiac station wagon, big old boat, with a 428 engine in it. I came home from school one time, I was a teenager, and my dad had the heads off and the valves out of the heads, and he was pounding the valves to get them straight again because he broke the timing chain and it bent up all the valves. Mm -hmm. I said, Dad, you can't do that. And he says, the hell I can't. He lapped him back in by hand and put it all back together, and you know that thing ran for years. Wow, no problem at all. That, that doesn't mind. normally work that way. So no, good for him. I understand that. And I'm going, oh, I don't know how he got him straight enough. I, that's unbelievable. <laughs> he eyeballed him. Oh my word! Well, he was good. Good for him, Mike. Well, I'm sure he didn't have the money to do a head job, so he just did it himself. No, that's no. If you can do it, more power to him. Okay. That's great. All right. No, that's good. Great story. Okay. That's a good story. No, thanks. I appreciate. It. Somebody called in a minute ago too, asking us to give out the number for the mag wheel repair. Guys, I, I, I don't know. I'll be honest. So the wheels that I have had fixed, I've used Colorado Car Works, who's a sponsor of ours. Joaquin's got somebody he knows that does that. We would love to have a sponsor that does the mag, mag wheel repair. I think it's a really big deal and would be a great opportunity for somebody. But I don't know of a specific place I can send folks to. You'll have to just do your own research on that and determine you know, who you should have do that. But I've, that's, who, that's who's done mine in the past, as I've done uh, Joaquin at Colorado Car Works. Uh, it's one of our great sponsors as well, and they can help you with that if need be. But I have not done directly with the wheel repair company themselves. So, uh, Bro in Denver, Mike, hang tight, guys. We'll come right back. There's a, a glass question coming in and a uh, Safari, 92 Safari question. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Start the new year right by taking advantage of Geno's Napa Legend and AAA Premium Battery Sale. Did you know car batteries typically last just three to five years? There is no reason to get stuck with a bad battery when you can stop in at Geno's for a free battery check. And while you're there, you can take advantage of Geno's free multi-point inspection. We'll evaluate your vehicle, looking at your fluid levels, belts, hoses, and filters. Geno's is also having a sale on genuine Napa starters and alternators. We are big believers in catching problems before they start which is why we do our best to make your life easier by offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't miss a beat this year. 
Geno's is continuing to service Larry's Automotive customers through Napa Auto Care, warranting any work you may have had done before Larry's closed. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We're AAA approved and located at Bulls and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Let's see. Uh, bro, you've been holding the longest. Bro, welcome. What's going on, sir? Hi, uh, thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. Uh, maybe seven, seven, or third time calling. Enjoy the show. Kind of with this Safari uh, 92, 4.3. I got uh, fresh plugs, good fuel filter, good um, oh, uh, gas supply in the gas tank, uh, the, you know, the, um, <laughs> the fuel pump supply. Okay. But the, the Safari, ever since I had the plugs changed, and it appears that it has pretty fresh, brand new wiring, I'm not sure about the cap. The cap visually looks like fairly recent, maybe the last two, three years. But um, it just, it, it idles pretty decent. But out on the road or kind of from a stop to a five, 10 mile an hour, it, it kind of drives like one of, like it's like it's got a fouled plug. I get it up to 15, 18 mile, it'll smooth out. On the highway 50, it, it runs kind of like it's missing, kind of like that, 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 that. I get it up to 60, it'll smooth out. So it has the older kind of port, uh, kind of the V style port on the dash, 
which I think Napa has that adapter if I wanted to put a code finder. But guys, have mentioned, you guys have mentioned vacuum lines. And if, if at some point I need to maybe have the, I was thinking maybe the rotor or the timing was slightly, but without too much of me, what I, which I don't know, what kind of would you guys look for? In a, it just, it runs fairly nice, but just misses. It kind of, it's sluggish. And there is no timing adjustment on that car no, either. So it, it's, it, you, you set it at the, it, where the groove is and you're done. You can't change it. I'd, I'd go after that cap and rotor, you know, put a good quality one. Those were the ones that tended to kind of have an issue where they would spark between two cylinders. And the and, cheap caps the were cheap worse. The cheap caps were terrible at that. And yep. that, you'd get a misfire. And it wasn't always constant like at idle. It would just kind of come on, especially under hard loads, you know. So that's where I would, would look and make sure you get a good quality cap and rotor on that thing. It's where I would start. Okay. Would you, just for in talking with you, is there... Uh, like American brand or is a certain you use Napa Zeklin top of the line yeah the cap top and rotor, line. you'll be fine yeah. not their they've got they've got a good better best so use their top of the line Eklund product you think it's just a simple factor as that then just it's a, it's a, that's a good place to start bro and you got to make sure that's that's one of those baselines you got to make sure is there first before you do anything else and you know the other thing is is take a look at those wires you know just because they visually look good doesn't mean they're also losing well and there's another one where there's good better and best on the wires too exactly Mm -hmm. don't buy cheap Mm -hmm. wires they're terrible (laughs) okay but the uh as you're saying that um you know this has the rotor where it has the i'm guessing it's kind of an adjustment screw you can turn it clockwise or so on and so on you know uh, no shouldn't be able to it should just go on in one one location only oh okay then you you shouldn't be able uh, to turn anything Okay, so, um, uh, and do you think I should try to find a code reader for the under the dash to see if it reads any troubleshooting factor? You, no, you, it, Napa will read the codes for you. If you go get a cap and rotor for them and want the codes read at the same time, they'll do that for you for oh, free. Very, good. very, very good. Okay. Uh, pleasure talking. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, and by the way, that's a code reader only. They're not doing a full scan, they're not looking at all the systems. They're literally going to pull codes, tell you what's there. That's all they can do. And even that isn't going to, in some cases, now that car probably will, but some of the later model cars, it won't even pull every code, right, Josh? Oh, yeah. So there's plus. a lot that it will not even get to. And that's part of what they were talking about earlier, you know. Right. Now, when we plug our scan tools in, we talk to so many systems, it's it's right. pages of information that exactly. we get out of them. Mike in Highlands Ranch, what's going on? Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. You've had a very interesting show this Thanks. morning to begin with, with the the gas tax and the highway issues. A quick comment there, and then I have a chip repair question sure. on windshields. I, I like the idea of increasing the gas tax if you if you get the the what you paid for. Right. I'm not so sure the additional tax would be effective without a change in leadership at CDOT. I think you are 100 percent correct, Mike. Just it, without that, it's just a waste of money, and I, I'd be happy to have that increase if. Yeah, if the we problem have we have, and again, this is—I'm not going to make a political statement. I'm just going to make a factual statement. The person we have running CDOT right now is an appointee from the governor. There's nothing more than a lemming for the governor that will do exactly what the governor says. So the problem is we really have no leadership at CDOT, Mike, on that end of things. To your point, so to make sure that the money gets spent where it needs to, we need the right leadership there, which right now we do not have. 
Well, somebody that actually knows highway repair. Yeah, the, the person we have now, just everybody listening and may, may not know this, but the person we have running CDOT today has never been in a position like that ever. This was basically a payback, politically speaking. Uh, this particular individual is from Vermont, just worked as an assistant in some departments there, not even in the transportation department in Vermont. This was nothing more than a, I'll pay you back for whatever I need to do politically, and that's why she is now in charge of CDOT in Colorado. And, and by the way, we've seen this before in those situ- situations. And how's that working out? It does not work out well at all. And we have, and by the way, for everybody listening, and despite what you may or may not think, we did have, we did have some decent, solid leadership uh, at CDOT prior to that. And, you know, give credit where credit's due. We, we did. We, we had leadership that really was taking the limited amount of dollars we have coming in to, to CDOT, which, which most people don't realize. CDOT in Colorado currently today pulls in less money than RTD does. RTD yeah. through taxes and the sales tax that's there actually pulls in more money than what all of CDOT does for all of Colorado, not just the areas that RTD services. So Mike, in the past, yeah, we had, I think, really good leadership. They divvied up things really well. And you know, given what they could do, I think they did a pretty decent job. Uh, that though has, you, you really have seen a downfall in the last couple of years, just because again, we have no leadership there at all. And, and, and I know this firsthand, a lot of the people that were inside of CDOT, not just the top, but we had people literally in CDOT that left and went other places because of that change. So we didn't just lose leadership in one position, Mike, we lost it across the board. I, uh, by the way, I followed that, John, and I couldn't agree with you more. It was depressing. Yep. It was disgusting, and it's typical. Yep, and that, and that's that's elections have consequences, and that's what you now have. Yeah, no, it's it's stunning, and this is what you get. Yep. Uh, the quick uh, another question uh, since uh, on the glass repair since we have folks. Sure. There. No, go right ahead. That's why they're here. You know, for for a series, for significant amount of time now, insurance uh, companies want you to repair chips as opposed to replace windshields. Right. I, I can understand that with the chip repair technology, but I've, I've noticed when I've tried it, and Novus is as good as they come, there's no doubt about it, they're top-notch, that uh, I was curious what he thinks about the longer you wait to repair a chip, the worse results you're going to get. Agree. Mike. They're all shaking their head. Yes. Yeah, yes. Mike, I would agree with you. I mean, so we're going to get, you're going to continue, oops, excuse me. You're, uh, you're going to continue to drive that vehicle, so you're going to get dirt, contaminants in there, and it's hard for us to remove those after, you know, they've entered. So depending on how big the impact is on your actual, you know, the outside of the glass, um, a lot of times we see people wait. They can discolor yellow. The other thing that's hard on it as well, Mike, is, and people don't think about this, but even even a car wash. So, you know, you get a chip, you want to see things maybe a little better, so you go wash the car or you go through a car wash itself, and some of the soaps and waxes even that are being put down from the car wash itself can hinder these guys and how they can actually fix the crack. Well, see, that makes sense. I would think anything in that chip, whether it's the soap or the wax you or dirt it. or whatever, would, would hinder the, the repair. You are correct. That makes just perfect sense to me. I recognize, I suppose they've gotten better over uh, since they first started. The, the chip repair's been around for a while. and I Well, and, and real quick, and, I wanna, and these guys can talk about this, but I'll just throw this at them and they can answer it more fully. But you know, as the glass even has changed as time go, has gone by, so has the chip repair technique. And not everybody, by the way, has been able to change with that. You guys are the leaders in that, though, right? 
Yeah, that's correct. So we actually, um, Novus, as you know, it's a franchise company, but we actually have a chemist that produces all of our resins that we use. So every franchisee orders the resins directly from Novus directly. Um, so, I mean, what they're doing right now is, uh, if you know what uh, Rainex is, right. so that can actually cause the resin that we're trying to eject into the windshield, it will do its job and allow the resin to not go into the impact. Um, so they're developing you know, new resins to tackle that. Also with crack repairs, too, it's a little bit different of a resin. So, so those of you that are listening that think, I just go down to the you know, local whatever big box store and buy the windshield fix in a can kit or you know, the, the tube in a, you know, whatever, fix in a tube kit. Uh, it, no, it's it's not one of the same, Mike. And uh, can I ask it, yeah. one quick question? One more quick. Go one ahead. No, you're, all good stuff, by the way. So no, you're fine. Keep going. Um, the the um, the actual factory windshield, as opposed to replacement windshields, I, I there is a, certainly a price differential without question. Yeah, and, and typically, Mike, that's coming that's from totally the. Different. The marketing or the logo aspect, because when that company that's building, the, which we all know, like all other parts on the car, with the exception of sheet metal, drivetrain, uh, and that's probably it. Sheet metal and drivetrain is about the only thing a manufacturer makes themselves now. Every other item on that car, nut, bolt, tubes, hardware, glass, interior, right. door panels, is being made by somebody else that's you know a vendor for the manufacturer. So, yeah, yeah, Mike, the reason why there's a bigger price on the actual OEM uh, windshield is because of the marketing aspect of that. I mean, if you want the Jeep windshield that's got the little grill in the windshield itself, you're going to pay more money for it. I got you. Well, I was just curious because I wanted to find out if there was a quality differential. And yes, John, I'm familiar with it. As you know, I'm a motorhead. Yep. They're, all of it's subcontracted out. Yep. No, you're uh, and, and, and again, yeah, you, know, you, and I say that really on the benefit of everybody else, Mike, because I think a lot of folks think that, you know, Toyota makes all of the car or Chevrolet makes all of the car or Ford makes all of the car. The reality is those three brands I just mentioned share componentry and vendors back and forth. Uh, yeah. you, 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 you know, just like what's inside your house. It's no different. Well, the term I use is they're assembled. Thank you. They're not manufacturers. They're assemblers. That's right. <laughs> yep, good stuff. Mike, I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'll let you guys dovetail, too, on that because, you know, is there, and this is a question we get all the time, is there a difference in the quality of the windshield? Or if that windshield is a DOT-approved windshield, which is the only thing you guys will put in, is it pretty much standard quality if it's DOT-approved? No, there's a, there's a difference between OEM and aftermarket. Uh, s subtle things, uh, you might have some slight uh, variations. You, you, it might not be quite as clear. You might, the moldings don't look as good as the OEM from the factory. So there are some differences. Okay. Um, they're made to the same DOT standards, but they're just not the same quality. But as far as structural integrity, it's all the same, what's right? how the glass yeah. is composed, thickness, it all is regulated because the glass is considered to be a safety component just the same as your you know, seatbelt, airbag. Right. So it still has to go through standards. But when you're looking for, hey, I want the exact windshield I had with all of the right little edgings and all the same little dot structure that's around the outer edges and so on, that's to your point, Bill, where you've got to go OEM. The aftermarket's not going to be as close on Yeah, that, go with your right? OEM, Carlite, um, Opar, or go to the dealership. That's the only way you're going to get that quality. If that's yep. what you want. Yep. I'm one that says, you know, depends on what you want to do price-wise. Right, guys? 
That's yep. really what it comes down to. Right. Correct. Yep. It comes down to the price and what you want to do there. And, and, and by the way, and some people are really big on I, I, I get it. Some, some folks are really big on making sure that vehicle looks and is as similar to OEM as possible. And if that's the case, then, you know, you've got to go Bill's direction. Mm-hmm. So, all right. We'll come right back, guys. Lines are open as soon as somebody drops off. Uh, give us a call, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As we roll into the snowiest months of the year, it is important to understand the Colorado Department of Transportation's winter driving requirements and restrictions. According to CDOT, drivers should expect every time they see a chain law required for truckers that the traction law will also be required for passenger vehicles. Under Colorado's traction law, motorists have to have either snow tires, those being tires with the mud or snow designation, or a four-wheel drive vehicle. Tires must also have a minimum of one-eighth of an inch of tread depth. Additionally, the passenger vehicle chain law requires every vehicle on the road when the chain law is in effect to have chains or an alternate traction device. Already this winter, the Colorado State Patrol has been proactively checking for proper equipment during winter driving conditions. When either of these laws are in effect, motorists may be fined more than $130 for not having proper equipment or more than $650 if they block the roadway. So, If you dare to head out to brave the I-70 parking lot, make sure your vehicle is properly equipped and save yourself the cost and the embarrassment of a ticket for blocking the roadway. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live, you'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewinberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 
662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Barber's Foods has been feeding Colorado families the highest quality protein since 1949. For over 50 years, the Barber's family raised the last of Colorado-grown turkeys on a turkey farm in Broomfield. And today, the Barber's family distributes high-quality, natural, local, and organic proteins from animals raised on family farms. They personally know all their producers, so whether you're buying beef, bison, pork, or poultry, they know where it's coming from and the family who raises the animals with care and respect. Place your order now at barbersfoods.com or call 303-466-7338. Pick up your order at the Denver Warehouse located at I-70 and Brighton Boulevard near the National Western Center. Or for those in the Denver metro area, Barber's Foods will deliver direct. Colorado Source Bison, Organic Grass-Fed Beef, USDA Prime Beef, Purebred Wagyu, Slow-Raised Non-GMO Duroc Pork, Free-Range Chicken, Non-GMO Turkeys, and more. Barber's Foods, 100% Colorado Native, owned and operated. Barber'sFoods.com All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, halfway through the show. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. We've got the guys from Novus here with us today. Excuse me, Josh Goff from Legacy and Boulder as well, Zach, Bill, and Ricky. Now, real quick before we jump to calls, I also know that you guys at Novus, when it comes to the chip repair side of it, I know because I have these in my glove box, you guys, if you get a windshield or you do something along those lines, you guys have these cool little sticker things that if somebody gets a chip, you can put a little sticker doohickey on it and keep that junk from getting down inside that yeah, chip, we, right? Yeah, we call them saver patches. There what you it go. does is you just put uh, this little sticker over the chipped area. What it does is it keeps any moisture contaminants out of there. It's really cool. It's for a cleaner looking repair. So, yeah. how do folks get those? They can give us a call, swing by, pick them up. Okay. Um, and we also give them away with when we do replacements. But even in the event that you don't have one of those, using a small Scotch piece of tape, tape or something, something like that, okay. yep. keep the dirt, water okay. contaminants out of there. And, and, and I've mentioned this. I apologize. You, you guys already probably know this. But you can find Novus. Just go to drive-radio.com slash Novus or just click the Novus link on the website. Uh, everyone's listed, listed there. It's really easy. Find them, use them, and let them know you listen to us each and every week. Mickey in Denver, you're next. Hey, good morning, guys. <coughs> Morning, anyway, Mickey. The car, I, well, the truck I wish I had back is my old 58 Chevy Apache wide window fleet side. Yeah, nice. they're getting to be worth some money now, finally. Yeah, well, I sold it almost 20 years ago. I probably wouldn't be able to drive it now. Had a little 13-inch wood wheel on it and big tires. You had to have some arms on you to turn it. Yep. Anyway, uh I think Governor Lamb was the one that started the reverse field of dreams. If you don't build it, they yep. won't come. You're correct, Mickey. That's exactly right. That's where that started from here. Yep, and Hickenlooper seconded it. Uh, well, you know, we as a state in general just have never done a very good job, on the inf- in my opinion, of the infrastructure uh, that we need to keep this you know, city going. I mean, they were going to come. Dick Lamb and saying if you don't build it, they won't come was a moron. You know, they're going to come no matter what. You need to prepare for it, plan for it. I mean, it's like, a bu- it's like a business. You know you're going to grow. If you're not planning ahead for that growth and doing the things necessary, then as a business, Mickey, you'll probably die someday because you didn't plan for that. And we as a state are exactly in that same position. You got that right. Anyway, I got oh, for Randy on uh, mid-grade ga- on gasoline? Yes. Well, from I do the math. I know you do the math and you like math. 
Well, if you do a, I did a back-to-back between regular and mid-grade, and the difference in that's less than, you know, 10, 20 cents, right? Maybe 30. So if your mileage goes up even a portion of that, you're ahead of the game by going to the mid-grade. Yep. Yep, I agree. Hopefully, Randy's still... Anyway, next up, wheels. For the man that was worried about his wheels, almost everybody carries a phone. All you got to do is take some pictures while it's... As soon as you pull it in the shop, take some pictures. These are what my wheels look like now. They better look Very like well that said. when they come back out. Uh, oh, and the guy for the, that chewed up the... That had the heads off. Uh, I had the benefit... When I was a machine operator many, many, many moons ago. I had the luck to have an old machinist that was willing to teach me things. Mm. Says you can you can fix anything, but you need a reference. So his favorite reference was a piece of flat glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good one. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that and some that and some Prussian blue. Yes, yes. So he says if that because I I'd bent up a couple of push rods. He says, oh, no problem. We can chew them up. Took them, rolled, tried rolling them across, and you could see the, you could see them jump when they weren't straight. Yep. When they were, when you got them back to straight, you could tell. Well said. No, you're exactly right. No, Mickey. I mean, Perfect. I, I yes. I use the flat glass and sandpaper to yep. refinish an aluminum head. Yep. You're right. So, I Good. even got a mirror polish on it once, and that was way too much work. But anyway. <laughs> no, good stuff. Mickey, appreciate it very much. And I wanted to add that somebody texted in and corrected me, and I should have made myself a little more clear. And keep in mind, I'm doing a lot of this on the fly. And, and this texture is correct. And what I should have said with our current CDOT director, Ms. Liu, I should have said she's never had any managing of transportation in her background because she did have some CDOT experience. And here's the whole story. She's a history major. Her dad was Obama's Treasury Secretary. She worked as a budget analyst for U.S. DOT. And when Obama left, she became the Rhode Island DOT director for only eight months. And then they were ready to fire her. She quit, and she then came here. So, yes, I, I thank you for that. I do appreciate that, and I want to make sure that I give out the, the right information. And, yeah, my point is she's, you know, she's never been in the field. She's never done what these guys are doing, you know, out working on actual projects and things along those lines. She has been really kind of appointed and moved up through the ranks because of who she knows, not what she's done. And I should have said that in a more clear fashion. So thank you for correcting me on that. I do appreciate it. Let's do one more before we take a break. Spartacus, you're next. Good morning, gentlemen. Great show. Thank you. Three cars that I wish I had. uh, Two of them are mine. Was a 65 Mustang Fastback, four-speed, 289 power steering, high school car, which I kept, and a 66 Mustang convertible, 289 power steering. And then my dad had a beautiful 64 Impala station wagon, metallic blue with a 327 hypo, every option, wire wheels. And he sold that thing without even talking to me for like 300 bucks. Anyway, quick question. Um, what do you think about running a tank full of Ave gas to the cars once a year? You, the, the old cars really no, like that. No, you can't no, do that, that nowadays at all, period. That's a no-no. Okay, that, all right, that's kind of what I thought. And yeah. then on the, on the CDOT issue, I would love to see uh, somehow to get a couple of inspector generals in there to go over the books for the last 20 years 
on where the damn money went. And I have heard from several Oh, you'd be shocked if you knew that one, Spartacus. Well, a lot of money went to convert Colorado to 25% on Medicaid, where it was 8%, and other things. And it's just egregious. Well, and as far as CDOT goes, a lot of money in CDOT itself went to build a uh, big new center uh, you know, in that in that downtown area that, uh, frankly, I think they could have done and, and spent money in other places and even put that center in another area where it was less expensive to do business. So, uh, yeah, th- there's been some yep. major debacles along those lines as well. Well, there's a lot of fraud, egregious behavior there. It needs yep. to be, be I agree. accountable. I agree. On the windshield, on the windshield issue, Novus is going to have a continuing source of business with the people I see that come out there on a 5, 10-degree day and take – a pan of boiling hot water and pour it on a windshield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't know. Good point. By the way, by the way, they. I'm not trying to trying to be wrong here, but uh, a lot of pretenders, and they just don't seem to get it. Also, I don't know about Novus might answer this better than me, but I think the scraping of ice and stuff when the car's outside is also bad for the wind. Hold that thought. No, that, no, it's part of that. We got to take a break. That's a that's a great segue. Hold that thought. We'll come back, guys. Think through that. We'll come back and talk about that. Yeah, that's a big deal. We'll cover that in a minute. Don't go anywhere. Don Littleton, hang tight as well. We'll come right back. Our last break this hour, another full hour coming up here at noon. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Going into the showroom at Purefoy Chevrolet, one of the things that struck me is that the people that work there, they're just regular people. You talk to the guy that's helping you, and you get the sense of, this is just another person. He wants to help me. He wants to make sure that I get the right car. He's asking the right questions, but without being pushy. I just get a sense that he's really invested in what I need to find for my my family and for me. Rolly Purifoy is not somebody who would ever brag about himself, but he has an incredible history with Chevrolet, and that's why he cares about those vehicles so much. He's actually been a test driver for some of the models, and he's even had some input in the design. If you just ask Rolly some questions about his history, he has the most fascinating stories. He's one of those owners who will just chat with you like an ordinary person. He's just one of those people you really need to meet. I would highly recommend Purifoy Chevrolet. They're a really remarkable group of people. Hi, I'm Rolly Purefoy. We're just up the road in Fort Lupton and on the web at purefoychevrolet.com. Find new roads. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy. 
and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, thanks for joining us. And uh, we got the guys from Novus here today with us, which uh, are with us on a uh, routine basis now. And we appreciate that very much, Zach, Bill, Ricky, and then Josh from Legacy Up in Boulder with us as well. All right, we, we left that last, before the break, that last segment talking about, you know, what to properly use on the windshield when it comes to scraping off frost and snow and so on. Josh actually brought this up because I have seen many and I know Josh probably has too, so have you guys. Many a windshield scratched up because somebody didn't use a proper scraper in getting the frost and snow and such off. And people don't realize grass, glass can scratch, right? Absolutely. So we typically like to see any kind of, you know, plastic. We've seen people use anywhere from, uh, like Josh said, CDs or anything that's in their <laughs> car. <laughs> Um, so obviously anything that's non-marring, but stick with your normal, you know. Yeah, don't get the metal cracker. spatula out no. from you know in this in you know out from the you know the drawer in the kitchen to go out and scrape the window. That doesn't typically bode real well, <laughs> does it, guys? <laughs> it does. I, I mean, I've seen guys use yeah everything from you know paint, you know scrapers or uh, putty knives and things like that. You know, all of those things, folks, will will and most likely will scratch the glass. You you don't realize it at that time it's scratching the glass, but it is. And, and I don't want to say that glass is soft because maybe that's not the right word to use, but it can be easily marred. Is that the best way to say that? Yeah, I would say. Yep. You mar the outside of it, you know, with, you know, if you're not, if you're not, a, a, a bad wiper blade, folks, can actually, I'll tell you something else, it'll scratch a glass. This is something I don't think the manufacturers have quite figured out yet. And it's one that I, I do my best to not use is the back windshield wiper. When you get the back glass all covered with the soot and the crud and the grime from the snow and then you turn that wiper on without having it good and flushed off with water first you're going to scratch the glass folks and you will see that on cars where you can see that marring on the back glass of people that do that on a routine basis so i'm one that says until you can get some water and get some of that crud off of there i i would not be one to actually turn the rear wiper on unless it's smooth and you know you're not going to have that marring from that sand and junk that's on there. Am I right, guys? You're right. right. We get the, uh, a lot of people ask us if we can do their side wood noses, polish them, so like the, the Ford chassis. Um, well, they're the and worst. they all just have lines yep. down the, you know, the, the driver door getting glass. Cr- getting crudded up. Mm-hmm. Don't roll your window down when it's dirty. Rule of thumb. Why my cars don't, <laughs> that's not allowed in my car because of what you just said. Don and Littleton is next. Don, welcome. Hey, hi, John. How we doing, sir? Yeah, good. I just wanted to mention that fellow that called in wanted a place to have his wheel fixed. Yes. The company I used was, uh, came to me, was Alloy Wheel Repair Specialist. And their uh, website is awrswheelrepair.com. Okay. And I've had a, a couple of times for wheels on my cars, and they've always done a good job. 
Awesome. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, just wanted to let no, you know. No, I appreciate Thanks. that. No, Don, thank you very much. And uh, uh, Larry gave me one as well, Alloy Wheel Repair Specialist, which I think is the same one that, that uh, uh, Don just mentioned. And, Zach, you had somebody that you knew that you'd used too before. Yep, correct. And I same guys? It's the same company. Okay, so there we go. So we got three. We got three so far. Uh, given suggestions on that, I should try to reach out to them and see if we can get them as a as a partner here. I, I will keep this note and see if we can't do that because that, that, that's a big deal. People don't realize it, but your wheels get uh, you, you just get dinged up and messed up. And you know, car washes. We just talked about that a moment ago. Car washes can be a factor on that as well. And you know, folks kind of tend to forget that. But uh, those of you that are particular, like myself, and want to keep wheels looking good, that's that's how you do that. So, anyways, 303-477-5600. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. Any question you've got for the Novus guys, uh, they're here to help. We've got Josh Goff up in Legacy Automotive in Boulder as well. Russ and Cheyenne, we got a couple of minutes here before the top of the hour. Russ, go ahead. Hey, a couple quick questions. Um, so the, the windshields on the classic cars, like yes. my 65, it's, it's to due for a windshield. Okay. Um, and I see a lot of kits out there some pretty good and some really bad of like the flush mount glass oh oh you know changing it over from the regular weather stripping type you mean yeah are you guys familiar with any of those at all have you done any of that no we don't yeah. we don't do too many classic vehicles but um i mean we're familiar with the kits but and depends on what you buy there's you know obviously it's an aftermarket kit typically and if it fitting you can have issues with them yeah i i personally russ and, and i i understand the glued in windshield would probably not leak as bad probably would have the wind noise would probably be you know structurally a better you know a better answer although i want to try to keep the originality of it i guess if it were me that's your call though well yeah i i guess my big thing was the wind noise but they're going to be I less know, noisy been, no doubt i'll, I'll give you I, that they I've will be less lucky. noisy I've been looking at them, and some of them look pretty good, and some of them just do not. <laughs> that, Russ, I'll have to do some research on that. That is one thing that I personally have not, you know, looked at. I've got some, as you know, I've got some classics, but I've not, I've never done a conversion. I mean, the last restoration I did on my 72 uh, GMC, we, you know, we put new glass in it and just put the weather stripping back on. I bought new weather stripping and did it that way, but but I've I've not had any experience with that at all. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, as far as cars that you uh, wish you wouldn't have gotten rid of, it wasn't my car per se. But when I was a, when I was younger, my dad had a '70 uh, Roadrunner. Oh, yeah, that's a given. And uh, it was a 383 four-speed car. And I come home from high, uh, from junior high one day, and my dad was selling it to this kid for 600 bucks. Oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a story you don't want to hear. Oh, oh man, be- yeah. I, as a, if as only. A teenager, I literally went, in, literally went inside and cried. <laughs> if only. Yeah, I would like to have been the kid buying it. Oh, I know. I know. My dad's like, well, the trunk was really rusty, and I was just like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah, that's a so. good story. Ross, as always, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I will do some investigative work on those kits on the classic end of it. I I don't know much about that, but I'll do some work on that and see what I can find. Mike and Highlands Ranch, hang tight. we got lines open, 303 477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com.
Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.